If you love all things real estate in Houston, this show is for you. Sounds so exciting. We'll interview mortgage professionals, real estate professionals, special guests, and business owners from right here in the Houston community. This is Houston Inside Out. All right, guys, today we are talking about what is an appraisal, why you need to get an appraisal, and some different approaches to appraisals. So there's a couple of different ways that appraisers appraise homes, and we're going to get into that. So let's just start with what is an appraisal. All right, we're going to start there because that is the basic, uh, under, we want to have a basic understanding of this. And then we'll get into some of the other aspects of appraisals. But uh, the, the actual definition of an appraisal is really just an estimate of a property's fair market value. It's a document that's generally required by a lender before loan approval to ensure that the mortgage loan amount is not more than the value of the property. All right. So mortgage lenders don't want to lend you money for a property that's not worth what they're giving you the money for. Right, so you get a $200,000 loan and you want a $200,000 loan and the appraisal comes in at 190. Well, the lender is not going to lend you 200. The max you will get is 190. And so then that ends up becoming a mess because now you have to go back and renegotiate with the seller. And this happens from time to time. Uh, it's a nightmare when it happens because nobody wants to give. The seller doesn't want to reduce the price and the mortgage, excuse me, the buyer borrower does not want to pay any more for the house, right? They don't want to adjust anything. They don't want to take less money from the seller. So it just becomes a nightmare. The appraisal is performed by an actual appraiser. All right, so this is somebody that's going to be licensed who is trained to give their expert opinions concerning property values, its location, the amenities, and the physical condition of the property. So an appraisal is an opinion, guys. It's an opinion from the actual appraisal. It's an educated, a very, very educated opinion because these guys are trained to do this. So you think your property is worth X because you saw it at a certain value on the tax rolls, and typically the tax rolls are, are lower anyway. So you don't even want to use that as a barometer. But the appraiser is the expert and the lender is going to depend on them to make sure that the property is worth what the lender is giving money for. So why get an appraiser? Well, obtaining a loan is actually one of the most common reasons to get an appraiser because the lender is going to require it. But there are some other reasons for, for doing it, guys. Number one would be contesting high property taxes, right? So maybe the property is being taxed at a higher value than the actual appraiser believes it's worth. The other reasons could be establishing the replacement cost for insurance purposes, a divorce settlement, estate settlement, uh, negotiation tool in the real estate transaction, determining a reasonable price when selling your home, protecting your rights in an eminent domain case, a government agency requirement, or a lawsuit, which we hope never happens to you or anybody else for that matter. So those are just some reasons other than the bank is requiring me to have one. Those are some additional reasons why you want to have an appraisal. Now, what are the appraisal methods? 
There's actually a, a few different approaches. Uh, the most common approach is going to be the cost approach, right? But you got the cost approach, the sales approach, those are pretty much the most common. There's actually another one, which is income approach, which doesn't get used very much. So we're just gonna talk about the cost approach because that is the primary approach that most appraisers will use when appraising a home. So the cost approach is a formula used to obtain the property value. That's the land value that's vacant added to the cost to reconstruct the appraised building or the asset, uh, whatever is being built on that property, minus any accrued depreciation the building offers in comparison with the new building. All right, so hopefully that makes sense. So that is the cost approach. Now, the sales comparison approach, the appraisal will identify three to four comparable comps recently sold. We're gonna start this over. Back at cost approach. So there are a couple different approaches that are the most used. The most used is going to be the sales comparison approach. So we're gonna stick with that one, but you also have a cost approach and you also have an income approach as far as appraisals go. But the sales comparison approach is going to be the most commonly used. This is the approach when the appraiser will identify three to four comparable comps, recently sold properties in the neighborhood Ideally so within the last six months or within a half mile of the subject property. A comparison is done between the recently sold properties and the subject property, including the square footage, the number of bedrooms and bathrooms, property age, the lot size, the view, and the property condition. So this is the primary approach for appraisers when they are appraising a property. One of the other questions that has uh, recently come up is who owns the appraisal? Uh, this has come up with one of my own clients as far as who actually owns the appraisal, right? So the mortgage company owns the appraisal even though the borrower actually pays for it. This is because a mortgage company orders the appraisal on borrower's behalf and the appraiser lists the mortgage company on the report. The borrower does have the right to receive a copy However, it's the mortgage company's discretion to give the borrower the original appraisal report. Usually there's never an issue when this, when this is, uh, come, comes up. So the lender has no problem giving up the appraisal to the buyer. So the buyer can use the appraisal to go back to a seller if needed and may, maybe renegotiate. Right? So if the appraisal came in lower, which happens, came in lower than the actual sale price, well now you have to go back and renegotiate with the seller. So can another mortgage company be used after the completed appraisal? The answer to that question is yes. All right, so in most cases, you will not have to pay for another appraisal if you change mortgage companies. So you may start with one mortgage company, you get the appraisal, Unfortunately, sometimes mortgage companies come across a problem at the very, maybe not the last minute, 
but they'll come across an issue where now you can't get approved through that lender, but you've already done the appraisal. Some appraisal firms may charge a small fee because additional clerical work is required to reflect the new mortgage company. So this is called an appraisal retype fee. The original mortgage company has the right to refuse to transfer the appraisal to another lender. So in this case, guess what? We gotta get a new appraisal. Unfortunately, that does happen sometimes. It's not something that happens a lot, but it does happen from time to time. So I want you to make sure you are aware that this is something that could happen. Now, who determines the market value of a property? Now, market value and appraisal value are usually completely different, usually. The property seller sets the price, especially for residential property, right? Not the appraiser. Sellers usually don't order an appraisal because they want they, they want to obtain the highest price for their home and therefore don't want to be bound by the appraiser's assessment. The issue with the appraisers is that you can send three appraisers to the same house and they'll give you three different numbers. Now they should be relatively close, but I can almost guarantee you, you'll have three different numbers for your home and what the value is. So this becomes a little frustrating for people, but the appraiser is, is, is the expert. And so the lender is heavily dependent on that appraiser to give them accurate numbers. Now, one thing to keep in mind is this, if you are paying cash for a property, you do not have to get it appraised. And that happens a lot. So cash buyers, they don't have to deal with the mortgage company. They can buy whatever they want and they are not required to have an appraisal. Now the real estate agent receives a percentage of the price as compensation for the transaction. It's often represented that the seller in the transaction and uh, assist them in setting the sale price. So the realtor gets a percentage from the sale of the property. That realtor is also helping set the price. Now, there are realtors who will overprice a home and have a home sit on the market for weeks, weeks, months, months, and they don't have the guts to go tell a seller, hey, you need to reduce your price. Houses will sell, guys. You price it right, it will sell. I don't care what market it's in, they will sell if you price it right. So the realtor typically performs a market analysis in most states, right? And then they're allowed to perform it without an appraiser's license or certificate. So a market evaluation is not a appraisal. Lenders will not take a market evaluation, right? Because as a realtor, it's a good chance that maybe you have a slight bias towards a higher sale price. You think? Yes. So that means lenders are going to make sure they hire a third party who has nothing to do with the transaction to come up with the value. The market evaluation, though, it's vital to the agent's preparation for a listing, uh, examining the same, same things as the appraiser is going to look at recent property sales in the neighborhood, any new listings, uh, any expired listings. So realtors are going to do that. 
which is very similar to what the appraiser does. The appraiser really doesn't focus much on, you know, they're not gonna look at expires necessarily uh, or withdrawals, but a realtor will. Typically, the agent will suggest a price to the seller based on the market evaluation. However, the seller may choose to list their property for a higher price. And that does happen. So as an agent, being the expert, if I suggest a price for a seller and they do not want to go with my suggestion, then there's a couple ways that we can deal with this. We can have a higher price for a short period of time. And then we know automatically we're gonna have a price reduction. And you don't wanna wait long on this, especially if you decide to take a really overpriced listing as a realtor. The goal is to get the house sold. That's the goal. You don't wanna have the house sitting on the market for months and months and months. It's not good for anybody involved. So be very careful when you decide to go against the realtor's suggested price. The realtors, again, might have a slight bias. Yes, we'd love to sell your home for $500,000, but it's only worth about two compared to the market. Look at the, look at the surrounding area, look at the neighborhood. The market will tell us, guys, this is about what your house is going to sell for, right? It's not gonna be an exact number, but the market will tell us. So keep that in mind. We're gonna have another episode talking about appraisal soon, but for now, we're gonna end it with that. Again, just be very, very aware that the appraisal is going to be very, very subjective. You send two or three people, you're gonna have completely different numbers. Don't let that frustrate you, right? The lender's only sending one. I'm just letting you know, if you send three, you'll have three different numbers. And the lender is going to go with what that appraiser says, unless you and your realtor can come up with a really good explanation as to why the home should sell for a higher price than the actual appraised value. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. Check out the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Also check us out on YouTube, myhoustoninsideout.com as well. And I will catch you guys on the next episode of Houston Inside Out.